Welcome back to a special edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. And Georgia has gotten a commitment from a big-time offensive line prospect, Micah Morris, Camden County, one of the top offensive tackles in the country. And uh, not going to waste any time, Rusty. I'm going to throw this one to you because you've kind of been all over this kid's recruitment and and you've seen him and and you've got a, you've had plenty of information. You've gotten plenty of information to form an opinion. Uh, what are your thoughts? First off, when we start talking about him as a player on this addition for Georgia and how big it is. You look at a kid that's uh, 6'5", 320 pounds, that is 16 years old. I mean, he doesn't turn 17 until August the 25th. So in reality, he should be a 2022 prospect. What you do like about that is he is he's he's going to his body is going to continue to change. He's already big enough. He's going to continue to mature. You know, most of these kids I cover uh, that are seniors are 19 years old. I would say 80 percent of the kids, 70 percent of the kids we cover, time they graduate, they're 19 years old. Um, and Justin Fields, you know, those guys held back. Trevor Lawrence held back. Isaac Nauta held back. Uh, Jake Fromm was not. But majority of these kids were, you know. They, they reclass as a younger uh, young man in school, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but Micah didn't, and he could – truthfully, if we wanted to, to get into numbers, Micah Morris could be a 2023 prospect and be uh, eligible in the state of Georgia because he would not turn 19 uh, before May 1st of his senior year. So he could technically be a rising sophomore, but he is a rising senior at Camden County High School. And uh, we'll talk more here in a second about this behind-the-scenes stuff. But Matt Luke cannot say enough. And ironically, as you saw in the in the, in the inter- the piece tonight and what you saw in the top five piece that we did on March 31st with him, it was an hour-long conversation at a camp last summer in Oxford, Mississippi that wound up being very, very critical for Michael Morris to end up at Georgia because he built a little bit of a relationship and he said he felt like Matt Luke was a genuine person and that was massive uh, for him to to uh, ultimately end up committing to Georgia. And this this isn't just like a, a, a kind of middling four-star prospect we're talking about here. I mean, Michael Morris is – I mean, he's a good one. I mean, this is a top 100 kid, ranked number 73 overall by the industry-generated 247 Sports Composite. Now, this lets you know how loaded this offensive tackle is. He's the 73rd overall prospect. He's the number 11th offensive tackle. Now, that could change. There could three or four guys drop out of that, and he could be number six before you know it. He could fall. Who knows? But, uh, you know, he's also the number seventh, seven overall prospect in Georgia. And, and his ranking, when you look at the composite, which combi- combines three different outlets uh, for rankings, uh, with his, when you look at that compared to his, just his 247 sports ranking alone, just our guys, Barton and, and, and you know, Charles Power and Rusty Esmond put that. Kip has input in that. They, they offer up evaluations on these guys and thoughts and, and tidbits and things of that nature. Uh, he's right there at 92, still a top 100 guy and the number nine overall player in Georgia. So it's a loaded offensive tackle class as it stands right now. He's one of the better ones in it. Uh, Kip, anything to add there on Micah Morris, just in terms of uh, this get for Georgia? It, it, it seems like, you know, obviously Georgia had a big offensive line class in 2020, but I think when you look at it, stacking offensive tackles, it's what Sam Pittman did. Seems like Matt Luke's kind of 
falling in line there. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we're, you know, we're all coming to see. And it's something that uh, Rusty had gotten feedback that that Matt Luke is, I wouldn't say it's it's not going to miss a beat, but Matt Luke is an established recruiter and a strong recruiter. He showed that at the end of the last cycle, holding on to Cedric Van Pran and Broderick Jones. You know, you had programs that were trying to get in there. Auburn obviously was pushing with Broderick and, and, and Matt Luke's, you know, outstanding job with Dell McGee, with Broderick, locking in those guys. But then turning that page of this cycle, uh, Micah was a guy that, again, had Georgia high, Pittman left, kind of was thinking about hitting that reset button again. We were looking at a recruitment that some thought, you know, maybe it goes into the fall Maybe this becomes a situation where official visits are taken. Maybe a school like Florida, definitely Florida State, would make a push there and and make this a battle that extends longer into the cycle. Credit Matt Luke for being able to to lock this down and convince this young man that that this was the right fit for him. And you know, look at him, Michael Morris. Uh, I love what he brings to the table. I thought he did. You know, his body. He, he added a lot of good weight over the last year. And, and what really stands out to me is just the competition that he plays at Camden County. Bob Spire, you know, one of the best coaches in, in the state, in the country, r- always runs an outstanding program. But, I mean, they had no joke last year. I mean, they played outstanding programs from, from start to finish. I mean, they started the season playing West Forsyth. They played Wren in, in South Carolina. Uh, played Brunswick and Glen Academy. That region schedule is always no joke. Colquitt County, Lowndes, Tiff County, and, you know, falling to Marietta in the playoffs. But, I mean, still, from start to finish, you're playing high level of competition. And, and, and you know, looking at his film, the upside is there. His, you know, his his sets continue to improve every time he goes out there. We talked about Isaiah Wilson on, on the last show just about the the upside how he continued to get better you know every game he played at georgia that's what i see when i see on film from mike and morris i see every time he gets out there and gains more experience uh he he looks more and more comfortable you know in his pass sets i think right now he's very strong as a run blocker he gets that second level and gets his hands on guys at the second level consistently consistently and he may not have the prototypical height at six four, but like Rusty said, not only is he is he young for his you know for his his grade, he's got I believe an eighty three, uh, it's an eighty plus wingspan. I don't want to lock him into eighty four. I believe I remember being told it's it's upwards of eighty four inches on the wingspan. I mean that's outstanding for for any offensive tackle. That tells me the guy has that length. To play outside and, and play well there, so I, I'm, you know, I, I don't have any doubts as his ability to, to to play outside. I know he could play inside if needed, uh, but as long as he continues to make physical, you know, developments as far as his weight, keep that in check, and continue to work on his quickness, his ability to change direction, uh, I, I think he's he's got a lot of physical upside and, and can really help Georgia out at left or right tackle at the next level. Tell you what, man, low key in all this is a, is a guy down at Camden County named Bob Spire who has just churned out offensive linemen after offensive linemen over the years. 
I mean, you, you're talking about Juwan James and 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 uh, Mitch Hyatt and Warren Erickson, and the, I mean, the, the the list is much longer than that, I'm sure. But I mean, Rusty, can you think of another another high school football coach that has this many offensive linemen on his resume? Not really. That's a good point. I really think about that. Um, but I tell you this, you know, I'm, I do the Georgia Elite Classic game, and when Bob called me, I think he's in his second year there at Camden at the time. And Bob called me and he said, Hey, listen, um, got a player want to put in the game. Got two players want to put in the game. So all right, coach. So he sends me Jamie Felix, who winds up being a, you know, very good running back. Who's got offers all over. And he said, yeah, I got a lineman coming. Didn't really say anything. I said, well, coach, we'll take them. You know, uh, I'll, I'll respect your word. And I go on about my business. We're doing check-ins and this kid walks in and I said, wait a minute. What's your name? And he said, I'm Michael Morris from Camden County. I said, you're, you're the freshman? He goes, yeah. And I called Coach Spire said, hey, you didn't tell me this kid looked like this. And he said, well, you didn't ask. And I said, Coach, this guy is ridiculous. And after the first day of practice, you know, of course, the buzz was all over the place about him. And Terrence Ferguson was actually there as well, uh, which was crazy because he was one of the uh, freshman linemen that played in that game. So I knew there was at least two. Uh, special players didn't know anything about Mims at the time. Didn't know anything about Dylan Fairchild and those kids yet, uh, but definitely knew about those two. Uh, but I'll never forget Coach Spire calling calling me and say you didn't ask. But but uh, he stands on the table for Mike. And I tell you what, people are going to learn about Mike as you read that article today. Uh, you know, him talking about uh, he's not a selfish kid. He is one of the most polished kids uh, that 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 I've covered in a while. And I told him I told him that a couple of days ago. I said, Micah. I don't know where you're going in your future. So I'm going to tell you something. You're one of the uh, most polite, most put-together, most polished young men. His mom, I spent some time down in Camden, obviously, shooting that video uh, back early December. So we've been seeing that thing for a while. Uh, but spending time at his house with his mom and dad, just very, very, very grounded family, very, very tight family. I'm telling you, this is guy has – you know, I, I don't want to say like Andrew Thomas on the field. I don't want to say that because that's a lot of comparison. But as far as, you know, high academic, high character young man who's going to be one of those guys in your locker room, uh, you know, Kirby Smart trots out Andrew Thomas to speak to the McGill Society every year. Uh, that says a lot. And, and it wouldn't shock me at all if down the line Michael Morris is one of those guys that Kirby Smart chooses to represent his football team to talk to donors, talk to the corporate you know, dinners they do. When he sends players, Michael Morris has got that type of trait to him. Let's take a quick break here, and then on the other side, we're going to kind of talk about what, where things go next for Georgia at, uh, at offensive tackle on the offensive line in general. All right, Kip. Obviously, there's some Marius Mims, and and there, you know, you guys know much more about what's there on the offensive line for Georgia and the rest of this class. Ideal numbers. Uh, numbers of offensive tackles going forward. How do you see it playing out? Well, I, I mean, I think offensive tackle, you could argue it's it's the number one need in the class. I mean, they've had their fair share of attrition on the offensive line the last couple of years. And, you know, they've recruited really well. But, I mean, they're going to lose Ben Cleveland, Justin Schaefer to graduation. Uh, Trey Hill and Jamari Sawyer are both, I mean, they'll be draft eligible. It's still something you have to keep an eye on. And then there's normal attrition as well. So, you know, even even with the additions in the last class, 
assuming Georgia loses maybe three guys, uh, that leaves them with uh, 12 scholarship linemen, uh, potentially 11. Again, there's always attrition. So you go into a, you know, a year with 11 O linemen, and you're not going to have the depth you want. So I think that Georgia definitely needs to sign three more offensive linemen in, in the class if possible. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to start with the Marius Mims in Blakely County. I mean, we're talking about an elite offensive tackle prospect, uh, one of the best that we've seen in the state of Georgia. Uh, I would say, I mean, since Andrew Thomas, it would be the, the proper place to start there. And I mean, that's it's just so happens that, as we said before, Matt Lucas has got an opportunity to sign an all in state offensive line class if he sees fit. And the guys are there. It starts with the Marius Mims. You know, I think George is in a good spot with him right now. But then also, uh, you also got to look at, at Terrence Ferguson at Peach County, a guy that can play anywhere you need him to on the offensive line. I think he can play offensive tackle just like Micah Morris. And I think it's a guy that. Uh, we we saw the junior film and I, and I think that you know he's he's on the way up the the arrow is pointing up for him as far as his, his stock right now and he's a guy that that would do very well I mean Georgia would do very well to have him in the class and, and then I mean Dylan Fairchild's the guy that you know is kind of just kind of exploded on the scene as as being just as talented as any of these guys I mean we had him you know a lot of discussion about him as a guard but he's got the ability to play offensive tackle and he's you know very athletic at 6'5 298 pounds and I mean when you tell me state wrestling champion I mean that, that's it for me that's all I really need to know as far as what he can bring to the table as an offensive lineman at, at, at 6'5 and, and he knows leverage you sign me up for that any day of the week and Georgia kind of timed it pretty well with him. They got him on campus right before everything kind of got shut down and extended that offer while he was on campus. I think that was a, a great move for George and a guy that they understood his, his stock was moving up and looking at the film, it, it backs it up. And uh, a guy again with, with that size, you can plug him in pretty much anywhere uh, you know on the offensive line just like they've done with guys like Ben Cleveland in the past wherever you need him plug him in there and he's going to give you a uh, high effort and an intensity and you love those traits in the offensive linemen so I, I think you look at that group as a whole I'm not saying Georgia gets them all because they're going to have to battle a lot of programs for all those guys but they're set up pretty well for you know for this cycle in in a cycle where it seems like, you know, regionally speaking, you, the circles could be, you know, closing in. Schools might be recruiting in smaller regions and, and recruits might be shrinking their region of fo focus as far as the programs are evaluating. Uh, it couldn't have gone any better for, for Matt Luke at, at this point with, with where the targets are located. Rusty, uh Real quick, obviously, uh, where do you think Georgia goes from here? And then give us a little behind the scenes on this Michael Morris thing to wrap us up. I mean, the, the Kip hit it on the head. I mean, the state of Georgia, this class, Matt Luke could not be. If I'm Matt Luke, I mean, it, it it's a great opportunity to walk into with these guys that are all major targets. And you look at Mims, is a special, special player. Uh, Micah, who is a, you know, these are big kids. I mean, and. It's hard to get big athletic kids. It's hard to get big athletic kids in the same state. It's hard to get a group of big athletic kids in the same class. And Georgia 
as an opportunity right here. We don't talk about much about Terrence Ferguson. Terrence Ferguson can play. He had a great junior year at Peach County, and it's unfortunate that we're probably not going to get to see him do any kind of camp setting, uh, you know, to, to show everybody where he's at because I think he had a great sophomore year, uh, junior year watching tape. Behind the scenes on this one was crazy. Uh, got a call late November, I think it was, from Micah and his family. Ask about doing a commitment video, and I said, certainly, can do it. And still didn't know what team, but we talked maybe a couple days after that, and they said, listen, uh, Micah told me I'm, I'm committing to Georgia. And I said, okay. And he wanted to commit on December the 17th. So that had came out that he was going to commit on December 17th, and he was going to commit on his dad's birthday. And um, I went down to – I called Kip one morning – I went down to Camden early December, I think December 3rd or December 4th. I mean, that's five hours from me now, uh, one way, which is easy. I mean, it's part of the job. So I go down, spend a couple hours with them, shoot some footage, everyone had what they want to do to put some stuff together. They had some stuff on their phones they wanted to put into this. And um, didn't tell anybody at that point other than Kip that, you know, this kid was verbally silently committed to Georgia and was going to release that video. Well, you get into that mid-December Sunday when Sam Pittman left and, uh, you know, he got the job at Arkansas. I got a call about a day later from uh, Micah and his family, and they said, listen, we we, we want to back off some things because we don't, you know, kind of know what's going on well. When Kirby Smart hired Matt Luke, Micah called me and said, I'm still good. I'm still going to Georgia, but I definitely want to go see some schools in January and check some things out. I said, Micah, whenever you're – that's why I kept telling everybody on Dogs 247, the video was done. You know, whenever this young man wanted to commit to Georgia or if he was going to change his mind, we had had, we had that discussion. If he changed his mind and went to another school, I was going to shoot that video. So, yes, he was verbally committed to Georgia, but things kind of changed when Sam Pittman left. When Matt Luke came in, Matt Luke went down um, went down to Cambridge. Not able to meet one-on-one, but he did go down and check in on him. And uh, I think from that point on, he was comfortable with Georgia, but – he did take some visits, went to Florida State, went to Florida. Those schools were in it. I think he may have went to Auburn, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, Alabama was involved with that. And I think, um, you know, I left him alone. Didn't I never asked him again. I said, you just tell me when you're ready. So I get a call in late January, and I was so nervous because I had never let anybody see the video footage. I didn't send it into 24-7 because I didn't want it to leak. I didn't want to take a chance on anything, so I had it on an external hard drive as a backup. I had it on another computer as a backup. Did not want to lose that footage. So looking at my notes, I went up to Nashville, a day trip, uh, spent some time, didn't tell anybody. I walked in, I met with a video guy, and we I told him how we want to lay this out, how Micah wanted to lay it out. We laid it out and got it done in early February during the dead period. And Micah said, I want to see it. So I sent it to Micah and his family. And Micah said, love it. I said, listen, you know, whenever you're ready that you have your video, if you want to do another school, you got to, I'm very clear on that. 
all along, Micah, um, you know, he took those visits to see other schools, and, and and he was honest. I think he really wanted to evaluate one more time. And as time went on, you know, we talked last week when he did his fi- final five. He sent them to me, and we talked a little bit on the phone. And, you know, I said, you're going to make it into the summer? He goes, I'm going to try. And so when he called me yesterday, he called me a couple of days ago and told me, he said, I, I'm, I'm ready to commit to Georgia. And I said, okay, when do you want to run this? And he had some things to do. And obviously, so tonight, funny part about this video, the, the crazy thing that happened in Kingsland. So I go in and I'm trying to be incognito. I don't even go to the school. Don't even go to the school. Didn't want anybody to know I was down there. If somebody sees me with a video camera in Kingsland, they're going to know something's going on. I go to his house, shoot the video. Um, I don't even stay in Kings. I drive back to Brunswick and spend the night in Brunswick before I head back. I'm at the convenience store. <laughs> I'm at the convenience store about 8 o'clock that night getting gas. You're going to grab me uh, a Coke Zero, my go-to drink for the ride. And I turn around and I look, and Bryce Ramsey is pumping gas on the next pump. And I said, he said, Rusty, what are you doing down here? I said, oh, hey, Bryce, how, how are you, man? And we talked for a minute. I kind of tried to change the subject. I said, yeah, I'm coming through Jacksonville, seeing some kids. And uh, just never forget, turn around, and Bryce Ramsey stand there. I got a good, good, long conversation with him. And uh, he got, he's got a great job working in Kingsland and, and uh, just had moved back from Charleston where he was doing uh, some sales over there. So. Bryce, if you listen to this, buddy, sorry. Didn't really lie to you, but didn't really uh, offer up any reason why I was in Kingsland. But now you know, and it's another uh, Camden County product ended up at the University of Georgia. Man, that's that that just that, that happens to you every now and then when when you're just out in these places. You run into people that uh, you know from you just uh-huh. run into people that you never would have thought to run into. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, I've done it before that, too. The odds of that at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, and and Glen and, County, and, baby. <laughs> and then on top of that, Rusty, you're trying like you're like, well, don't want to. I told this kid yep. I wouldn't leak it out. I don't want this to leak right. out. How am I gonna keep this from leaking out? Yeah, I'm sitting there, and I know Bryce is like, what the hell is he doing in Kingsland? You know, on like a Tuesday night. But uh, I'll say this again that that and some people may take this from other schools and like, man, they were hiding this. It wasn't really hiding. The kid was about to commit to Georgia in like 12 days. Then there was a coaching change. So he reset, took his visits one more time, thought about it for a while, and decided that nobody made him feel more at home than Georgia, so he committed. So I don't want people thinking that Micah was out there, um, you know, you know, just lying to schools. He went and saw and took visits and, and seriously considered those schools. I'll tell you what, when we did our – when I did that video on Twitter that day, I never, ever – in all the years I've been in this business, had more people reach out to me and say, who did you video? And I couldn't, obviously couldn't say anything. And I had a good friend of mine who works in the corporate world in Atlanta. He doesn't follow day-to-day recruiting. He's a Georgia guy, but he doesn't follow day-to-day recruiting. And he called me one morning and I answered the phone. He goes, man, what in the heck did you, who did you video on Twitter? We can't even have a morning meeting right now. Everybody is on me to ask you about this video. And I said, they're going to have to wait. So, uh, the one, everybody that was asking, you know, and I told everybody they wouldn't be disappointed at all. And unfortunately for me, it wasn't a punter, but I told everybody, the Georgia fans, they would not be disappointed. And Michael Morris was obviously the video that we had for a little over four months now 
uh, that, w- that was able to release tonight. And that was a great video by our 24-7 production guys. I thought it was well done. And, and Micah's family, that was exactly what they wanted. And it was very cool, the ending, uh, when he comes out in the Georgia uniform, full smoke. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, and, and and this is a big pickup for Georgia. I mean, just looking at it from, you know, obviously my, my specialty is kind of covering the team. Looking looking at it through that lens, you saw this same thing start happening to Georgia a few years ago, and they had a, a nice little three-year run there at Office of Tackle. The attrition kind of got to them. I think the unexpected kind of loss of Cade Mays factored into that and, and put Georgia in the situation it's in now where it's there's some uncertainty at tackle. But getting Morris to go with Ratledge and and Jones and 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 Blasky and and uh, Chad Lindbergh from last class, I think Matt Luke is doing a really good job of jumping in there and stacking up those tackles. It's a rare body type, and it's something you hear Kirby Smart say all the time that it's the hardest position to find, not evaluate, but just find six five guys with with long arms. Six four, you know, is is kind of on the low side of that. I mean, that you can go a little lower if you've got a guy that's you know, kind of a unicorn and, and has the length to play tackle. But finding these guys 6'4 or better and, and, and can carry 300, 310 pounds and do it uh, with, with a ton of athleticism is not easy. And and uh, Matt Luke's doing a good job of it at Georgia. He's got a lot more in-state targets to go after. But Georgia has landed its first offensive line commitment. They had one. He decommitted. But they've got another now in Micah Morris out of Camden County, four-star prospect. And uh, – uh, you know, we'll see where things go from here on out in, in this class. But for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7, Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell of Dogs 24-7, and we'll catch up with you guys later on. <laughs>